Hey, where you been? Get ready. It's time for English Teacher John Show number 165. <laughs> 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 ah, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, it's been a long time. But now we're here. We're now. Dusted off the studio cobwebs. The mic is ready. Mind and body are energized. So let's do it. It's English Teacher John Show, number 165 minus 100. English Teacher John Show, number 65. It's great to be alive. Welcome, everyone, to the English Teacher John Show, number 65. Our show is for English learners of all abilities. We try to use clear and easy-to-understand English. Our podcast is recorded and produced right here in our studio in Matsumoto, Central Japan. My name is John Coons. And I am your host of the English Teacher John Show. Okay, let's get right into it here. Um, in today's show, we have two, se two or three segments. Um, I think we will have three segments in today's show. Uh, our first segment is about me, 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 me. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. I just want to talk a little about what I've been up to in the last few months. Uh, I have not been a very active podcaster, but I've been a video podcaster, and I will talk about that. Uh, I want to talk about a recent trip to India, some pro-Tibet happenings, and our new online video project. Yes, the off-cue show. More to say about that. Uh, in segment two, we will have a couple of idioms. Uh, I know many of you like to hear about uh, idioms, and I've gotten a lot of good uh, feedback about that. So we will have idioms in our second segment. All right. Uh, finally, in our third segment, we will have uh, one of my favorite things to do, quote, Quotations. So uh, I'll talk about a couple of English quotations. Is that enough for you for today? Okay, well, let's go. Hey, we're uh, thunderstorm casting here. We are in the middle of a raging thunderstorm in Matsumoto, Japan. Uh, you can hear it behind me and... Uh, I'm not going to try to block it out. I could close up the windows and things, but uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. So you may hear some thunder. Uh, we've got thunder, lightning, rain, and it's very dark outside here at 3.45 p.m. All right, well, 
Um, in segment one here, I just wanted to uh, give you a little some some tidbits about what I've been up to. Uh, yes, I know I was a pretty regular podcaster uh, way back when in 2003 when I started doing the English Teacher John show. Uh, the last couple of years have seen a big drop in the regularity of the podcasts. Um, I think you know that. <laughs> I see from uh, web and downloads, download stats that many of you are listening and downloading the various episodes and reading the uh, My English blog. So I'm happy that my materials continue to be useful for some of you guys out there, the online uh, English learning community and um, people who are doing other things with uh, podcasting and uh, listening to podcasts. Well, I was in India. Uh, I wanted to talk about my India trip. I went to India for the month of March. Uh, my wife and I visited Chennai, which is a city in South India, in the state of Tamil Nadu. Uh, I have a close friend there. And uh, we then went uh, further south to a unique uh, planned community called Oroville. It's very close to Pondicherry. And uh, after that, we went north and visited Delhi, uh, then to Rishikesh for some yoga and Ayurvedic treatment. And finally, on to McLeod Ganj, Dharamsala, Himachal Pradesh, North India. Uh, I lived in McLeod Ganj for about seven years, and it was really great to be back there. I saw some old friends, many old friends. Well, you know, it had only been about two years since my last visit. So uh, it really wasn't that long since I had seen everyone. Um, and also, while in McLeod Ganj, we were very lucky to get a visit from our Matsumoto friends and famous English teacher John Music Man, Martin, and his wife, Masami. They came to visit us, and that was great. Um, I think many of you know that I was doing some teaching in the Tibetan refugee community while I was living in North India. Um, and I guess that brings me to the, uh, the next point uh, or topic, the Olympics. Yeah, China, Beijing, the Olympics, the Tibetans. Where to start? I guess a couple of months ago, the uh, Olympic torch relay visited Nagano City, which is just about an hour north of Matsumoto. Um, many of you may remember that the Winter Olympics were here in Nagano in 1998. But I wasn't here yet. I moved to Japan in 2003. Well... I feel a connection and a very closeness, I guess, uh, to Tibetan people, their culture, language, and uh, I guess also their political problems and their cause, the Tibetan uh, struggle. So uh, when I heard uh, about the torch relay coming to Nagano City, uh, I went up there with some friends, and that was also a very rainy Saturday. Um, it looked to me like a lot of Japanese people were supporting the Tibetan cause. 
Uh, there were also many very uh, patriotic Chinese there, especially uh, Chinese young people, students. Uh, and the, yes, they were very strongly showing their love of their country. Uh, you know, I probably shouted a little more than I should have. Uh, I was, uh, of course, doing some free Tibet cheering. Um, but you know what? The best part of the day was striking up a few conversations with young Chinese. Um, they shared their opinions about the Tibetan situation, and I expressed mine. Uh, you know, there's not really a lot of common understanding there, but it was good to have at least a limited dialogue with people who are uh, exactly on the opposite side of the issue. Um, it wasn't always a quiet conversation on the streets that day, but it never got near uh, violence or too, too heated. Uh, not, not at all. Um, I got something out of it, uh, and I think other people did too, uh, Tibetans and Japanese and Chinese. You know, the Tibetan situation, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a very tough situation. Uh, I've been to Tibet four times. And I guess uh, after thinking a lot about this, especially after the uh, talking to Chinese students, and it, it really made me think about my feelings about the Tibetans and the Tibetan situation. So, uh, okay, let, let me try to summarize here. Let's call it the uh, rainy day, John's being political, English teacher John show number 65. How's that? <laughs> okay, about the Tibetans. Here's, uh, there's differing views, uh, and here's my feelings on it. The, the Tibetans were invaded and then occupied by a foreign arm army beginning in 1949, and it continues to the present. Uh, the, ch the Chinese view of this history, uh, one of, uh, I'll say, quote, liberation, unquote, I think it has very little truth in it. Um, I've talked to a lot of Tibetans in and out of Tibet. Uh, you know, at one time, my Tibetan language skills were, were not so bad. I never had any person, not, no Tibetans I ever knew, heard of, or talked to, ever said anything about the Chinese army liberating them. I just never heard it from a real live Tibetan person. Um, I think the research and body of scholarly work on this topic favors the Tibetan point of view much more than the Chinese point of view. The Tibetan point of view being that a foreign army came, attacked, um, and now uh, occupies. And the Chinese point of view being that uh, Mao Zedong's army liberated the Tibetans from a system of uh, a kind of a servitude, slavery, uh, feudal system. That is the Chinese point of view. Uh, also, I think Chinese citizens have uh, less access to information um, due to uh, broad government censorship of media. Uh, especially the internet, mm, also television, newspapers. Uh, so I think uh, Chinese citizens have uh, extreme difficulty in considering the idea that Tibet 
may have been harshly seized, invaded, um, and also the idea uh, that, uh, that I find true, which is that Tibetans continue to have hardships connected to uh, work, study, uh, religious opportunities and freedoms. Um, this is not a point of view, this is not a reality that Chinese learn about, but I find this to be the true Tibetan situation and reality. Um, with my own eyes and ears, um, I've seen these, these hardships uh, uh, connected to work and study, religious opportunities. Uh, another point, uh, human rights violations have taken place in large numbers, uh, especially uh, with torturing Tibetans, imprisoning them, imprisoning them, and treating them in other harsh ways. Um, for example, upon their return from uh, freer, more open nations, such as Nepal and India, uh, when they go back to uh, their country, um, they are uh, oftentimes... Uh, treated, uh, suspect, and even worse, imprisoned and worse. Um, also, the Dalai Lama is not, is not a devil or splittist as uh, frequently portrayed in Chinese media, but instead a great optimistic man of peace who continues to put forth proposals that are sensible, rational, and should be acknowledged and maybe even carefully considered by the Chinese government. Um, well, I, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I could go on for a while with this one, but uh, I'll leave it there. This is not the English Teacher John uh, political show. Um, but I will send out my sympathies and great hopes for a successful resolution to the Tibetan struggle. Um, a great successful Olympics in Beijing, and uh, a special prayer for the people in uh, Sichuan who recently uh, suffered a lot in the uh, earthquake, and in a similar part of the world, the people in uh, Myanmar, which uh, they are suffering also due to uh, the cyclone as well as uh, political problems. Okay, well, we're going to move on to something a little bit lighter. How about the off Q show. <laughs> um, you know, we've got a brand new online project here in Matsumoto, and it's called the Off Q Show. It's an online video show produced here in Matsumoto. It's a local show for sure, but uh, we're trying to make it entertaining, informative, and educational for a wider audience. Uh, it's in English. Uh, right now it's an amateur, uh, unpolished production, but, uh, hey, have a look and see what you think. You can find the Off-Q show at offq.com. That's O-F-F-C-U-E.com. Um, it's also available uh, at the video sharing site blip.tv, and that's, uh, B-L-I-P.tv. Uh, we are we are going to do things like add subtitles in 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 the future. I don't know about the near future. Um, we want to make it a little bit of a an, an English learning tool. Um, so yeah, have a look. Check back soon for uh, possibly some subtitled versions that will help with uh, language learning. And 
from uh, Charlie and Yasuko and Ken and Tatsuto and myself. Uh, we are the Off Cue crew, and we hope you like it and gain something from it. Enjoy and learn. O F F C U E. Off Cue. Dot com. You are listening to, and I hope learning from, the English Teacher John Show. Hey, what is that flying so low? Oh no, watch out! Here comes today's idiom. Oh yeah, can you hear that storm going on in the background? Big old thunderstorm is rolling through Matsumoto and we are going to do a thunderstorm cast here. Yep, it's time for our idiom segment and in today's idioms, hmm, what should we talk about? Yeah, okay, let's look at idioms. Oh yeah, hear that? Idioms and phrasal verbs that could be connected, that are connected to rain and clouds. Oh boy, hear that in the background. Yeah, here in Japan, we just finished, finished uh, tsuyu, and that means rainy season. Some say, oh no, but I say rain, 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 no problem. Uh, I don't mind a rainy day. Well, as long as it doesn't rain on Tuesdays, that's the day I take my bike out to Matsumoto University, which is about a 40-minute ride. A light rain is not too bad, but if it's raining hard, it can be a uh, not-so-fun ride. But for me, in general, I like the rain. It has its own uh, special feeling and mood. I always feel a little mm, contemplative on a rainy day. Uh, also, I don't feel any big urges to go outside and do some physical activity. You know, on a rainy day, you can be guilt-free. You can stay inside, read a good book, watch a video, think, take a nap, think some more. Yeah, I think rainy days are relaxing. All right. Well, the, the thunderstorm is dying down in the background there. Um, our first rainy day idiom is rain on someone's parade. P-A-R-A-D-E. Listen to that thunder in the background. Rain on someone's parade. Hey, don't rain on our parade. We're feeling great about something. So please don't spoil our good feelings. We're talking about our new house, and we love it. The neighbors are great. But then someone starts talking about the leaky roof, or this problem, or that problem. Hey, don't rain on our parade. Don't spoil our good feelings about buying and talking about our new house. We're excited about it. Don't rain on our parade. And Mr. Lightning God, please don't strike me right now. All right, well, 
The raging thunderstorm continues. And uh, one more idiom today will be uh, about clouds. So we are doing rain and clouds on cloud nine. Hey, you just got the new job or the new girlfriend or boyfriend. Your re new relationship is going great. You are on cloud nine. Yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You are on cloud nine. You are very happy. He just won the championship after practicing for years and years. He's on cloud nine. On cloud nine. Ecstatic. Very, very excited and happy. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, wrap it up for the idioms. And uh, after a short break, it's time for some quotations. Well, we have a, a few quotations for today. Following in line with my comments about uh, Tibetans and the Tibetan struggle, uh, how about uh, a few, uh, three quotations from the Dalai Lama, who was born July 6th, 1935, and is now 73 years old. This is my simple religion. There is no need for temples. No need for complicated philosophy. Our own brain, our own heart is our temple. The philosophy is kindness. And also, our prime purpose in this life is to help others. And if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and the third one from His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Remember that not getting what you want is sometimes a wonderful stroke of luck. And today I've also got uh, three quotes from Osho. Uh, Osho was born in 1931 and died in 1990. He was an Indian master. We all cling to the past. And because we cling to the past, we become unavailable to the present. Be less of a judge and you will be surprised that when you become a witness and you don't judge yourself, you stop judging others too. And that makes you more human, more compassionate, more understanding. Fill your heart with the creative power to accept the past, decorate the present, and transform the future. Okay, well, that's uh, quotations for today. Well, everyone, the thunderstorm is dying down here, and uh, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, this brings us to the end of show number 65. 
Uh, don't forget, you can find our blog, all of our video and audio podcasts, some transcripts, uh, other language help, and more at our always a work in progress website, EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Our email address is podcast at EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Uh, a quick message, uh, we are changing servers, uh, web hosts, at the end of July and early August. So I will apologize in advance <laughs> if you're having any problems with uh, downloading or the blog or using the website. Uh, it's probably going to take some time to get it all worked out and uh, running smoothly. So sorry about that. It's our first time to change uh, our web hosting service. So please be patient with us. Onegaishimasu. Uh, send us email if you're having any uh, continuing problems at uh, podcast at EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Well, thank you, everyone. It feels good to be back at the mic here at the English Teacher John studio in Matsumoto, Japan. And I really hope there are still at least a few of you out there listening. And, oh yeah, enjoy that next thunderstorm. Okay, see you next time. Thanks to our music man, Martin Chennault. She was so fine. Short time stayed with me forever, forever.